Okay, so we're doing busy with a series called Kingdom Culture. So before I get into it, I just want to give some background for those who are new to us this morning. So uh, we're doing a series, and it's basically about the fivefold ministry. So it's about apostolic culture, prophetic culture, pastoral culture, teaching culture, and evangelistic culture. And the theme of the series is this, if you build it, God will come. In other words, if you build the culture of heaven here on earth as Moses built the tabernacle, as Solomon built the, the, the temple of Solomon, as they built according to heaven's blueprints, they created an environment where God could come and reign. Okay, so that's the mission. That's the dream. That's what we're speaking about. So we're covering in the small groups. And also we're doing a video recording. So what I'm doing is I'm taking a message. I'm splitting it in two parts. So like two 20 minutes. Because uh, we're creating a small group curriculum that we want to share with the other 50 churches in the Shofar family that I'm not part of the leadership. So we want to we wanna bless the rest as well. Okay, so that's the plan this morning. I'm going to focus on pastoral culture and evangelistic culture. Now, I must say, I feel sometimes a little bit of a schizophrenic because I, I, I get confused. Which am I now? Am I now pastoral? Am I evangelistic? Am I apostolic? Am I prophetic? I, I, I'm putting on different hats the whole time. And in most churches, people only focus on two or maybe three of the fivefold ministry. Three if you're lucky. So I sit in like leaders' meetings with my friends, pastor friends, and I'm like, Dude, you, you're talking like a teacher now. You're not seeing the other stuff. And now you're talking like an evangelist. You're talking like a pastoral guy. And you're not seeing the rest, guys. Come on, man. Let me, let's up the game. Let's do more. Because the fivefold ministry will cause the body of Christ to come to the fullness of Christ. Okay, so that's the dream. That's the mission. And so um, we're on this journey of would it be possible for one church... To have all five-fold ministry cultures reigning in our midst. I believe revival will break out. I believe our community and our cities will be turned around. When the church, not just our church, but the church, starts to embrace the full five-fold ministry cultures. Okay, say yay. Come on, let's say, let's do it. Yes, let's do it. Okay, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to share with you. We're gonna, we're gonna, I'm just, I only have like 20 minutes for each one. So I'm just going to sort of give you a, a little bit. And, uh, and then I have written a book that's called Increasing Heaven's Flow for a little bit more. And then I'm hoping next year to write the main book called Kingdom Culture. I think, I don't know, I'm still deciding. But uh, that's going to have more stories and things like that. Okay, awesome. Let me pray for us. And then I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to share. Father, we thank you. Thank you for your glory. Thank you, Lord, for heaven's blueprint. Thank you, God, for kingdom culture, the kingdom of heaven, to come and reign in our midst. So, Lord, we pray for our minds, our hearts, our paradigms to be shifted in the name of Jesus. Lord, come and speak to us. God, may your truth impact our hearts and may our lives be changed in the mighty name of Jesus. We worship you, God. We just... Welcome your Holy Spirit here right now. Speak to us, lead us in Jesus' name. Amen. Okay, so pastoral culture. 
So I want to speak to you about the, the royal family. You know that our God is a God of love? He's a God of love. And that means that He's a God of relationship. He's passionate about people connecting with one another. And He's passionate about us connecting with Him. So when I became a Christian around 20 years ago, the first thing that God put His finger on in my life was this. He said to me, Andre, do you realize that you hate your mom? And I was like, now that you mention it, I do. You know, the first thing after becoming a Christian was that the Lord came and he, the Holy Spirit came and put his finger on this area of my life, an area of disconnect. And I have discovered that God is passionate about family. Do you know that the, the kingdom of heaven is ruled by a family? Did you know that? God the Father, God the Son, Jesus, and the Holy Spirit. The kingdom of heaven is ruled by a family. And Father God is wanting to extend that family, build out that family on the earth. Originally, I mean, when God made man and woman, He said, guys, I want you to be, you know, become one, become a family, multiply, have children. And, and, and you see, the, the foundation of the kingdom of God on the earth is a healthy family. Healthy families are the foundation of the kingdom of God. You know, but sometimes we become so religious that we miss the important things in life, like relationship. So look at this, Ephesians 3 verse 14 to 15 says, For this reason I bow my knees to the Father, our Lord Jesus Christ, from whom the whole family, say whole family, the whole family in heaven and earth is named. The whole family in heaven and on earth is named. So the kingdom of God, central to the kingdom of God is family and healthy families. You see, the government of heaven is family. And God is passionate about your family, my family, and this spiritual family being healthy. He's passionate about it. Because he knows that if our families fall apart, the rest of society will fall apart. So this is something that the Lord has brought to me that I, I, I believe we need to get right. The, the, the first thing is this paradigm. The kingdom of heaven, the government of the kingdom of heaven is family. The, the rulers of the kingdom of heaven is a family. That's, that's the paradigm. Now the values that you and I need to embrace is this. Ministry begins at home. It should extend beyond the home. But ministry begins at home. I am the pastor to my family long before I'm the pastor of this church. Now, if I get those priorities wrong, I am in trouble. My family is in trouble. Are our priorities right? You see, the pastoral culture is about emphasizing this. Family is priority. And we see the results that when we get those things wrong, we see the results of families falling apart, marriages falling apart, churches falling apart, because they didn't emphasize, didn't prioritize relationship. I know for me, 
more than anything else, relationships are more important to me than anything else. If I have to go a little bit slower to reach my ministry goals for the sake of my family and for the sake of our relationships, so be it. You know, we might go a little bit slower, but we're going to be around long after everybody else has faded away. Because relationships are the key for generational blessing. You know, see, if, 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 if I want lasting kingdom impact, my family needs to be first. My son needs to be priority in my life. I remember a psychologist sharing with a bunch of pastors, sharing the story with us. And, I, and, and it was about a CEO of a, of a multinational company here in South Africa. He's a psychologist of, uh, he, he, he saw high profile people. So he, he told us, so he saw the CEO in his office, and he says, this CEO, he, he, he has thousands of employees. He is highly respected, highly successful in the world out there. I mean, he carries huge respect wherever he goes. But then he said, but this CEO was in his office crying like a baby. Falling apart. Why? Because his marriage is falling apart. His relationships are falling apart. You see, success outside of the home can never make up for failure within the home. Amen. Guys, I'm speaking to you specifically. Ladies in general are relationally focused. I'm generalizing, but in general, we men, we, we sort of get our priorities wrong sometimes. We go and we want to conquer outside and that's awesome. God has wired us like that. But sometimes we forget that relationships are critical. Critical. Critical for life. Life is about connection. Life is about heart to heart connection. That's what God is about. That is God's passion. He wants hearts to be reconciled. He wants relationships to work. You know, Jesus said, a house divided, what? Cannot stand. But what's the opposite? A house united becomes unstoppable. Unstoppable. You know, that's what God wants to, wants to, 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 to release into our lives. You see, in heaven, in the kingdom of heaven, there is a family called the Trinity. And they are a healthy family. They are the perfect family. They are a beautiful family. And God wants that culture, that heavenly culture, to be released into our homes, into our churches, into society. He wants that healthy culture, that healthy family to be released into our lives. So that dads, that you and me, we would be good dads and we would represent the heart of the Father. Oh, it's the key. It's the key for healthy families, the key for a healthy society. But we need to get our paradigm right. And we need to get our values right. If we want to succeed in this, ministry begins at home, but ministry must move beyond the home. Must move beyond the home. I've seen this. <laughs> You know, when our relationships unravel, or when our relationships fail, everything else unravels. Everything else unravels. How's your priorities today? Are, are you and I getting our priorities right? This is, this is God's kingdom priority. Pastoral culture. 
family first. Family first. So also you want to pull this through. Yes, as I said, you know, family um, relationship doesn't only start or, or, or ministry doesn't only start at home. There's also an outflow that must happen. It's not only for that, but there's, the, there's an outflow that must move beyond. Imagine this for a moment. Imagine we could create a culture and environment in our church where the people in the world out there would hear, if, you want, if your marriage is battling, go to that church. If your relationship is battling, go there. Because relationships seem to work in that environment, in that church. That's, that's my dream. That's what I believe God is wanting to establish. He wants us to create an environment where there is a culture, where we get our priorities right, paradigm right, and then an anointing that flows, that causes relationships to supernaturally be healed and restored. Wouldn't that be amazing? Wouldn't that be glorious? Wouldn't the church of Jesus Christ then be a beacon of hope and life for the world? I believe that's possible. I mean, we've been hearing over the last just few weeks with the relationship seminar. We did the marriage seminar. We did and, and, and beyond. I've, I've been hearing the testimonies of marriages being restored. We're seeing miracles. I believe one of the great miracles that God does is to take a failing marriage and turn it around into something beautiful. Amen. I just yesterday I got a, I got a, a, a message from a guy. They've been coming to church from the beginning of this year. And he says, and they came from another church, a good church, and he's been a Christian for many years. But he says he's been depressed for many months of this year. And then he had a Jesus encounter here at our church. And he says his life is turned around. And now his marriage is turned around. And now his relationship with his sons are turned around. Isn't that beautiful? That is kingdom culture. That is kingdom culture. There is, there is an anointing that causes our hearts to be healed and that causes our relationships to be restored. And the church is at the center of it. So I want to hold this dream before you. I want to hold this vision before you that this is possible. But we need to get, we need to build out this pastoral culture in our midst. Relationships first. Always. Always. Relationships first. So... The pastoral culture or this environment of relationships that work, it's like the glue that unites a community. It is so powerful. It makes the church of Jesus Christ unstoppable. The enemy cannot get in. The enemy cannot get into our homes because the, 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 the parents have the hearts of the children and the children have the hearts of the parents and, and mom and dad, husband and wife, they have one another's hearts and there's trust and and there's honor, valuing one another and encouraging one another. The enemy cannot get in there. But we need to make sure our focus is right. Amen. So that's the one leg of the pastoral culture. We value relationships, family first. Ministry begins at home, but move, must move beyond the home. The second leg of the pastoral culture is spiritual family. What is the church? Do you know what is the church? The church is an embassy. Did you know that? 
The church is an embassy. What is an embassy? Look at this definition of an embassy. It's a group of people who represent their country in another country. In other words, an embassy in our context is you and I, the moment we commit our lives to Christ, we become citizens of heaven. Citizens of heaven. We are now from a different nation, a different country. We have dual citizenship in heaven and on earth. Now an embassy is a group of people who represent their country in another country. So now you and I are representing the kingdom of heaven here on earth. We're an embassy. So I know the importance of an embassy. About two years ago, my passport was stolen in Argentina. I was like... This is, this is, this is terrible. How am I, how am I going to get back to South Africa? Uh, I must go to the embassy. So, praise God, there's an embassy in Buenos Aires, Argentina. If there wasn't an embassy in that country, I had to go and beg at a different embassy for them to help me out. So I could get the documents to get back to South Africa. So what is the purpose of the church? The purpose of the church is to help the citizens of heaven get to heaven one day. Okay, that's one of the purposes. The second purpose is to equip the citizens of heaven with everything they need to impact this realm, this kingdom. Being in Argentina, I remember, without the embassy, I would be in massive trouble. Do you know without the church... You and I, we're in trouble. We need one another. You know, God designed the kingdom of God in such a way that you and I can't do this on our own. We can't. It's impossible to succeed, to achieve, to do what God has called us to do alone. But together, we can do it. You know, I often think of Caleb and Joshua they had the faith to take the promised land. They were ready to go in, but the rest of Israel didn't. The rest of the guys said, no, the giants are too big. We can't do it. We can't. We, they were afraid and they turned back from taking the promised land. The result was that Caleb and Joshua also couldn't enter the promised land. They couldn't go in. They had to wait 40 years until the rest of the people were ready. And then they took the promised land together. I can't take the promised land without you. I can't. And you can't take the promised land without me. We need one another. We need to stand together. Together we can take the promised land alone. None of us can. This is the power of spiritual community. So look at this verse where Jesus comes and he, and, and, and he reveals the importance of spiritual community. It says in Matthew 12, 46, while he was still speaking or talking to the multitudes, this is Jesus, behold, his mother and brother stood outside seeking to speak with him. And one said to him, look, your mother and your brothers are standing outside seeking to speak with you. But he answered and said to the one who told him, who is my mother and who are my brothers? So Jesus asked the question. Okay, so um, guys, who, who's my mother? And who are my brothers? And then he 
pointed to his disciples, he stretched forth his hands. He says, and he stretched out his hand toward his disciples and said, Here are my mother and my brothers. What, Jesus? What are you saying? For whoever does the will of my Father in heaven is my brother and sister and mother. So Jesus was saying, guys, those who are doing the will of God, those who are not just Christian in name, but those who are living the life, they are my family. You know, there's something that happens, something huge that happens the day you and I commit our lives to Christ. We, are, we become part of a new family, a spiritual family. And I've seen... Over the years, I've seen, I remember being a student, I remember other guys committing their lives to Christ, and I remember them, you know, they never made time for spiritual family. They always went back maybe to their blood family over weekends and every other, they were always somewhere else. You know what was the result? They didn't grow as they were supposed to grow. They didn't mature as they were supposed to mature, because they didn't prioritize spiritual Family. Jesus said, guys, this is my family. God has come to bring a family together. A family that will go to heaven. And we can't do it without family. Come on, let's say it. I can't do it without family. We need to prioritize spiritual family. We will see ourselves lose our passion for God, and sometimes we lose our way. We see this so often. So Jesus said, whoever does the will of my Father in heaven is my brother and my sister and my mother. I realize how important this pastoral culture is. You know, my son, you know, what is the point that you and I achieve great things for God but we lose the hearts of our own children. What's the point? What is the point, guys, if we achieve much in the business world, but we lose our families? We lose the heart of our spouse. I see this. This freaks me out. I see how men, it's like, come on, man. You, you have all of this right in front of you. A wife, beautiful wife, wonderful children, and you're not seeing it. You're running off. Doing all these other things, thinking that's important, and you're losing your family. I'm like, wake up. Wake up to what is truly important. And I've realized, that I mean, it doesn't matter how many people I, I, I lead to Jesus, if my son doesn't know God, I've lost it. You know, and so a few years ago, I've shared this before, but it's been such a powerful picture. You know, when my passport was stolen in Argentina... That, that like the next two months, Sonic and I went through a really difficult time. I was like praying and worshiping day and night. And so we were teaching Vian, our son, at that stage, I think he was like six or six years old. We were teaching him that he can hear the voice of God. And so he would go to his room the previous year and he would lie on his bed and he would hear nothing. And he'd come back to us, nah, it doesn't work. This God thing doesn't work. A five-year-old at that stage, it doesn't work. And so we, at the age of six, again, in that season of Sonic and me seeking the face of God, my son, once again, he went and he, to his room. And then later on, he came to Sonica with tears running down his face. He had two Jesus encounters in that season. He saw a, a, a light of 
like a light enter his room. And he saw Jesus step out of the light and speak to him. And Jesus taking him places. For instance, Jesus took him to church in a vision. And Jesus showed him that from the pulpit there were things going into the heads of everybody that was sitting in the audience. And Jesus said to my son, they're being equipped to fight the devil. Yes. <laughs> and then Jesus told him that mommy and daddy's names are written in the book of life. And his name is also written in the book of life. Wow. Isn't that amazing? I mean, for me as a dad to know that my son's name is written in the book of life. And know that I've made it true. is awesome. But then Jesus took him to heaven and showed him something in heaven. And then he showed him like the globe, the earth. A golden earth with chains on it. And Jesus said to my son, that is the new earth. It is not ready for you guys yet, but one day you will all live there. Now he knows nothing about the new earth. God supernaturally revealed this to him. You know, but I know that is kingdom culture. When my passion for Jesus gets translated to my son and he finds a passion for Jesus. That is a win. That is when the blessings of God goes from one generation to the next. But we need to prioritize our children. They don't have as it's been said, a junior Holy Spirit. They can have powerful God encounters. We need to trust God for this. Let's build out the pastoral culture. Let's emphasize, let's prioritize relationship and family. Because that, that, is, that, that is the building block of the kingdom of God on earth. Healthy family. Let's fight for the hearts of our children and our spouse. In Jesus' name. Imagine, as I said, imagine East London hears, go to Shofar. I've got marital problems. It's going to sort out. There. Amen. Come on, let's do that. Let's, let's trust God for it. Let me pray for us. Father, thank you, Lord, for a shift in our hearts and minds. Thank you, Lord, that we can make this change to prioritize as you prioritize, to fight for the hearts of our loved ones, in Jesus' name. Amen.